I've seen a few people talking about the hat man here, and it reminded me of my experience with a similar being when I was 12. Mine is a little different. It was a clear and hot summer day. My friend's mom was going to drive us downtown from the trailer park she lived in. A little bored by waiting for the two of them to get ready, I stepped out to the porch for fresh air. I was casually looking further down the street when I saw him. Around 8 feet tall and pitch black with no features, aside from the outline of a broad-brimmed hat, like a short top hat tilted slightly down across his face, and coat, he was motionless. I saw him from the side. He was standing in someone's driveway, by their car, just staring at their front door. I stared in awe myself for a few moments. I looked away briefly and he was gone when I looked back. It was definitely freaky when I later learned that others had seen a similar being, but during the experience I wasn't scared at all. It's such a weird phenomenon. This happened around 10 years ago. I was 13 at the time. Me and my friends were walking home from the city. It was summer and we were on an island. Keep in mind the walk is around 30 minutes, through a narrow road enough for one car to pass. The road is surrounded by hand-stacked stone walls and behind those walls are olive tree gardens, that are spread over the whole island. There is nothing around those walls except olive trees and woods a bit more further. There is no lamp posts or anything to shine lights, only moon and stars. It was a full moon so it was relatively bright. On one part of the road, somewhere on the middle, there is a passage on the side, two higher walls and a little path in the middle about 10 meters long, at the end of which is a well. My friend suggested we go there to sit and chill for a while, like we've done many times before, so we did. When we got onto the little path, my friend who went first turned on the flash on her phone and turned it to the well. All of us saw the same thing peek out behind the well, and we all stood there for two seconds, stared at it, screamed from the top of our lungs and started running home. We ran fast to hell and didn't stop until we got home, literally shaking. Then, all of us in the same voice explained what we saw. The creature literally peeked behind the well and looked at us. All we saw is the head, it looked like a bald, yellowish, pale head, it had no normal face features, just deep, circle-like big black eyes that looked straight at us. It was scary. We didn't dare to walk that road again at night, even though it was a normal daily thing for us during the summer since we were kids. Even today, I still get shivers when I pass there, even if it is during the day. We often talk about that encounter when we see each other, because we all saw the same thing and we are certain it wasn't a person or any type of animal. Few weeks ago I found a picture. We all agreed it looked exactly like this thing. It says online that it's a skinwalker slash crawler. I found some info online that they tend to hang out in secluded areas such as woods, graveyards, etc. Which all makes sense because we were in the middle of nowhere, and the graveyard is on the begging of the road, uphill from the city. I don't know almost anything about crawlers, I only found out about it recently, but does anyone know what that thing might have been and is it possible that it really was a crawler? What are your thoughts on it?
I live in Owasso, Oklahoma, pretty far from the Navajo Res. I don't understand why this has been happening, but it's been going on three and a half years and I'm getting very tired of everything. When it started, I was moving into my ex-girlfriend's place. Before I had moved in with her, I was sleeping on my dad's couch because he was renting my room out. That night as I was about to fall asleep, I heard clawing on the bricks coming from the backyard and I decided to ignore it and I finally passed out. Weeks pass and I move into my ex's house finally and things take a turn for the worst. Half of their attic ceiling had collapsed about seven years prior to me moving in and they had a couch in the garage for us to sit on while we smoked. I worked late nights at Target and whenever I'd get off most nights and I'd want to go out there and smoke a cigarette to de-stress. It wasn't at first but a month or two in and every time I went out there and sat down to smoke I couldn't stop looking up there. I felt so much dread and at that time I didn't know why. Weeks had passed and one day I went out to get a Dr. Pepper, whenever I pulled it out of the fridge, I began hearing the sounds of a crying child coming from the attic and it was loud. I sat my drink down and climbed up about halfway, that's when my gut kicked in and said Jeremy there is no child in the attic, go inside now so I climbed down went inside and locked the door. Weird things starting happening like tapping coming from the garage and I just ignore it every time. Till I got very tired of it so I went out there and cursed at it but nothing happened. A few weeks later I had my smokes and figured it was all in my head. I took two steps out there and it jumped down. I only saw its backside and it landed in the corner behind a bunch of bends and bed frame. I was in complete shock and after I started hearing it move around I ran inside like a coward. To this day it still follows me and one of my friends saw it a few nights ago. I don't want it to hurt anyone I care about so I'm thinking about confronting it by myself in the woods nearby at night. Oh also flies are swarming me anytime I go outside. Vultures and hawks have been circling above my head during the daytime and I noticed a few days ago that I smelled like a literal corpse when walking back inside the house. It was so bad I almost threw up. That and street lights will flicker when I'm with my friend while he's driving. That and whenever I get home go to my room and my lamp's light will flicker and stop then I'll start hearing tapping on my window but I ignore it every night because I'm not about to mess with it unless I have no other choice in the end. I don't know any advice would be appreciated. Also I know my grammar isn't perfect ATM and I was drunk and depressed when I wrote it. Just keep your comments on that to yourself please cause I'm done replying to those and you will just be ignored. I was in Wyoming just outside of a little town called Sheridan coming back home from New Mexico with my wife at the time. It was about 3 in the morning when a huge dog-like animal ran across the highway. Normally animals running across the road are not so strange in that area, except this thing was very big and long. It only took a few strides to get across the entire highway. It looked like it was made of human skin with a long dog-like face like that Egyptian god Anubis. It had a short mane like a lion, but the most distinctive attribute that haunts me till this day is the long deformed human back legs with giant human-like feet. Nothing like a mountain lion or wolf. My wife and I were in shock as she also saw the animal, 
looked at me and before I could let it out said did that thing have human legs? A part of me wishes I could see it again. Another part of me hopes I never do. Didn't know this was a thing. This tall pale, skinny, really big dark eye thing that was peeking out of my backyard fence looking at me. My one half of says it was probably some crackhead looking to see what he scores in my backyard and the other doesn't know WTF it was. I was throwing away something and in my peripheral vision it caught my eye. I thought to myself it was a shadow so I went and threw the garbage out and on my way back I straight on exchanged eye contact for a good minute. From where I was standing to the fence, brick wall about 6 apostrophe 5, it was about a good 100 feet I was standing in front of the backyard motion light which was on which gave me a good look at the thing but still kinda dark, and I was sorta scared but angry cause who would be looking over my yard at 9.40pm. I'm tall myself, 6 apostrophe 2. Over the wall there is nothing but a really eye large area to run around and big antenna towers. No house just empty space. Anyways if go to the other side and try to look over you either have to jump and hang on or put something under her feet to look over. But the way this thing was like hunched over, half of its eyes pitch black somehow made the darkness around it look not that dark. Overlooking and its damn pale skinny hands just grappling onto the wall. Imagine if you try to hide behind a somewhat short drawer and are hunched over but still want to look over it this is how it felt. This happened for a good minute just staring at each other. I'm not really a firm believer in weird stuff but I knew someone else had to look at it to see if I wasn't going crazy. I quickly walked inside grabbed my pops and said to look at the corner of the yard cause there is someone overlooking at us. We both ran outside again but it was gone. This all happened in about 15 seconds. So I quickly ran to the corner and pointed my iPhone flashlight to see if I could catch a glimpses of this thing but it was gone. There's no trees or bushes where it could have hid since it's pretty much an area where you can run or do outside activities but it's a really large area. I'd figured between my iPhone flashlight and the moonlight which was shining a good amount, desert area, I could catch it in time. But no. To this day right hand on the Bible I know what I saw. It was like I caught it stalking me or sizing me up. Just for me to feel sane I'll just say it was some junkie looking to see what he scores but where I live we don't have people like that. If anyone reads this what are her thoughts you think I'm just hallucinating or am I going crazy? When I was around 12 I was downstairs alone playing with toys. Mum was upstairs with the dog, no other pets or people in the house. I look up at the TV which was off, it was one of those chunky grey ones with a shiny glass screen, and in the reflection I saw clear as day this black skinny humanoid figure on all fours dashed towards the stairs from a few inches away from me. His legs didn't bend, it was like how a Minecraft dog walks. I sit there frozen for a few minutes, close my eyes, dash upstairs to my mom and dog and couldn't tell her about it for ages because of how scared I was. When I did tell her she didn't believe me, but I'm still sure I saw it. It wasn't a hallucination, it was there, it was solid.
I got up in the middle of the night to pee and happened to glance out the window to my backyard to see a glowing yellow figure that looked like it was collecting soil samples from my backyard. I absolutely shat myself and bumped into the sink. The figure stopped what it was doing and looked at me. I bolted back to my room and woke my wife but when we went back it was gone. Funny thing is I've told this story to other people and the wife of a friend of mine burst into tears and said she had seen the same thing when she was a child but nobody believed her. People asking for more detail it looked to be about 7 feet tall as when it stood up it was well taller than my fence. I couldn't make out any detail because it was glowing so strongly and my adrenaline was pumping like crazy and I live in very populated suburban Sydney it was also between 2 to 3 am also it was through a fly acrine and open window from upstairs bathroom. I saw a similar being when I was a child. It wasn't tall though, it was small and it was human-like. It walked on two legs and it glowed. All these years I thought it was just a dream. I woke up at night, this was in the city. And I remember back in the way during nice summer nights my mom would keep our windows open to get night air. Anyways I woke up to see this little- Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Little thing just silently walking across the room. Stopped for just a second to look at me then kept going. I was sleeping next to my mom so I quietly began asking her to wake up. She just started shushing me so I gave up and eventually went back to sleep. I thought I'd never talk to anyone who had a similar experience until now. Details might be a little iffy because it was something that happened to one of my brother's army friends and not me. His friend told him that when he was about 10 years old he was playing with his cousins in the woods near his home, in Hopewell, Virginia. I don't know if that matters or not, when they came across what he could only describe as mole people. He said there were four of them and that they all had extremely pale skin, were very skinny, and their eyes were closed, but that they were very tightly closed. But what he remembers the most is their noses said that their noses were irregularly long and hung very low. He only saw them for a few seconds because one of his cousins made a sound, I think he said she screamed, and when she did the mole people ran into a nearby tunnel, so this I'm confused by, supposedly it was a tunnel around 4 feet tall that went into a hill. Does anyone know what this would be used for? 
After they ran into the tunnel my brother's friend and his cousins ran back through their woods back to his house. After a while they kind of just forgot about it or just moved on but when he was older, he didn't say how much older just that he was a teenager, one day one of his cousins randomly brought it up and told him they should go back to the tunnel to check it out. And when eventually they did go back he said that the tunnel was sealed up. But with a bunch of debris and trash, so they weren't able to go in and see what was inside the tunnel or where it went. When my brother says that this guy to this day believes that there are mole people living in tunnels underground. Was a pizza driver for a while back in college. Did a delivery out to the semi-country area late at night. This was before smartphones, ways and all that. Of course, the road had no street lights so the only light came from people's porch lights, my car's headlights and the full moon. Finally found the right house and delivered the pizza to a sweet little old lady. But when I turned around to walk back to my car, I couldn't help but instantly stop. There was a strange sensation that I wasn't alone. I was being watched. But I looked around and didn't see anything. Of course, it was dark AF so who knows? I slowly moved toward my car and the feeling didn't go away. It only intensified. It was like I was being watched before, but now I was being hunted or something. I looked around and still couldn't see anything. So, I shrugged, figured I was imagining things and opened my car door when suddenly I heard a clicking sound. Like something was tapping the pavement in the road really fast. I hopped into my car and barely got the door shut when this giant Cujo kind of evil dog jumped at the driver window. He was growling and you could just tell that he wanted a piece of me in a big way. He had drool coming off his mouth, his breath fogged the window and it was like I could feel the reverb of his growling in my chest through the window. It was only after the fact that I realized how close I came to getting the thing mauled out of me, or possibly killed by some crazy bloodthirsty dog. So I grew up in the woods, and have many stories about strange goings on. But this one happened a few weeks ago and I just found this sub and this seemed like a good place to put this. I had just left my mother's house and was driving back to mine down a back road I've driven down many times before. I knew this road like the back of my hand and could drive down it with my eyes closed in reverse, no I haven't actually done that, as I was getting to the halfway point down this road there was a thick fog which is nothing new as there is fog on this road all the time. However I was driving slowly and starting take turns I don't remember, there was a 90 degrees right when it should have been left, followed by a wide left turn that felt like a full circle. Then I drove straight for about 5 minutes with no hills or drops, and that road never has a flat section that long. There was then a left turn up a hill, as I was going up all the hair stood up on my body, and I almost turned around there, but I decided to keep going cause I don't know why. This is when I pulled my gun from my glove box and had it on my lap, when I looked back to the road some dude was just crouched in the middle of the road. I slammed on my brakes and he didn't even flinch. I figured it was just some dude going frog hunting or something as many people on that road do just that. I honked my horn and the guy stood up, he was massive, like at least 7.5 feet tall, 
Thin as a mother and his arm were just too long, it looked like he didn't have any clothes on either. I laid on the horn again and clicked of the safety on my pistol Zhu in case. He turned his head what seemed like almost a full 180. And his eyes had that predator glow, like a wolf or a cat, and I raised my gun and leaned out the window telling him to get lost, he took a few steps toward me. And ick this was stupid but I tried to pull the trigger and my gun just didn't fire, hammer clicked and no boom. I whipped the car around faster than I've ever done before. I then just flew down the road at least 20 miles per hour over the speed limit. About 30 seconds after I turned around I realized that I recognized all the turns and hills, I was driving down the road like I had never taken that first right. I went back during the day and still don't know where I took a wrong turn, there are no side streets down that road that are paved and certainly no straight away as long as the one I drove. I went to the range a day or two later and put that same round in the chamber and it fired no problem. I have no idea what happened. I also don't drive that way at night anymore. Please tell me someone knows what I saw, none of my friends belive me and even my mother doesn't. I know I'm not crazy. I know this happened. I'll give any extra details you need you please tell me what happened this is really messing with me. Several nights ago on our way home I was telling my boyfriend about some creepy cryptids, skinwalkers among them. I read one story where one was apparently tapping at someone's car window when they were driving close to 90 miles per hour. They didn't look over though because if you do that's when the skinwalker takes your soul or kills you. Or whatever it is they do. Anyway even later that night I was in the kitchen and heard tapping at the window over the sink. It couldn't have been any animal since the window is pretty high. It was just like someone was knocking their fingernails against the glass. Now, I don't believe in skinwalkers. Or any cryptids. But still, I sure as hell wasn't looking out that window. Eventually the tapping stopped but it was still freaky. Also, we don't even live in Navajo territory. More Algonquin. In 2008, I encountered two men who flashed me with a device where I was parked beside the Klamath River. They pulled up behind my Jeep and flashed out over the river, and then pulled up alongside my vehicle and flashed me. I passed out. When I woke up, they were out on a bridge flashing out over the river again. I ended up driving over the bridge and back to Crescent City. I checked into a motel. My left eye was badly burned. My face was burned. I couldn't swallow water or eat food for 24 hours. I couldn't sleep. I drove back to Portland the next day. I didn't tell very many people about the event. I had been working on a novel that I couldn't finish. The novel was about a similar paranormal topic. I went back in 2018 and tried to find the bridge. There was no bridge in the area. Eventually, my girlfriend found out there had been a bridge there. It washed out in 1964. When I saw pictures of the bridge, I collapsed on the ground. My face and the back of my head started to tingle. The left side of my face went numb. This lasted for a few minutes. We went back to our motel. 
We drove back a little while later. A man similar to the two men who flashed me was parked in front of the bridge memorial. I kept driving and didn't stop. He followed us in his white van for about two miles and then wasn't there anymore. He must have turned around. The road wound through a curvy forest, and so that wouldn't have been hard to do. The man's van disappeared right where a graveyard is located. According to witnesses, some of them famous, giant things have been seen walking the river in this area. I never saw any giant things, however, when I was there either time. I did talk to several people who saw a giant cowboy walking around in that area at dusk. A local Indian who camps on his land nearby saw a giant Bigfoot walk by in the river there. In 2014, I went through hypnosis to remember the events in better detail. The man who hypnotized me was licensed for ultra-depth hypnosis professionally. In the hypnosis, the event was just a standard alien abduction. The two men in their car wasn't in the hypnosis memories. The sessions were recorded. I've shown friends the sessions. A few times, those friends almost died afterwards. The most dramatic case is my girlfriend who got into a near-fatal car accident on the same night she watched the videos of my hypnosis sessions. It happened on her way home. The accident occurred next to a big electrical relay station dozens of miles from my house, across the border of a neighboring state. The car accident was at night. I told the local Indians about my story in 2018. The wives of the tribal elders of a tribe very close to where the event happened wanted to take me out to lunch to hear more but I had to go. I had to get back to Portland for work. The wives of the elders did not take my story lightly. They became extremely interested. I wonder why? After my mom died, my girlfriend found her diary. In the diary, my mom had written about going to a trail near to where the events happened to me. She wrote in the diary of strange sounds during their hike. For her to write that, there could have been more. She never exaggerated about that sort of thing. I was shocked to read about how they went to the same area a few months after I had the experience in 2008. I told my dad about it and they made a special trip down there. Why, I wonder. I guess the area is pretty but still. I found that odd. There is more to this story but I didn't type it up. This is enough. This happened to a buddy of mine and myself. We live in Northeastern Pennsylvania and are both military vets. So before start my story, I should explain how his house and property. So the upstairs where we both were is more like an attic and there are only two windows on either end of this attic. The house itself sits at a T-intersection on a paved road with a driveway that connects the main road to the side road of the T making a bit of a U-shape. Now across the main road is a steep drop-off and across the side road is a swamp. On the back side of his property is a hill that is mainly shale from old mining operations as well as a garage, two sheds, and an old chicken coop. Now that you kinda have that in your mind I can start. So I was about 4 a.m. on a Sunday morning and my buddy and myself had been up since the prior night having some drinks, playing video games, and just talking. In the middle of us talking I heard what sounded like a door slamming shut. 
I didn't think much of it figured it was someone downstairs. However, not even a second later I heard it again, but this time my buddy reacted to it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you but as well he looks out the window next to him and at the same time said to me that sounded like two car doors slamming i said to him so you heard it too we both jumped up grabbed our handguns and ran downstairs thinking someone just tried to get into one of the cars now this is all in a matter of seconds we get to his front door on lockout onto his enclosed porch and the screen door As we come around the right-hand corner of the house guns at the ready we come up to my wife's car first to check it because from where the noise sounded like it was coming from it sounded like it came from her car. So we set ourselves up he opens the door and I clear it. Nothing. So we proceed to check the other two vehicles nothing again. We check the garage in both sheds, after getting a flashlight, still nothing. So at this point we are scratching our heads still on high alert trying to figure out what just happened. I then point out that we still haven't checked the chicken coop. So we proceed to head up to there. As we are walking up something in the back of my mind is telling me something is not right. At that same moment my buddy turns to me and say has it been this quite since we came out here.
I stop and listen and sure enough it is dead quiet. No crickets chirping, no birds sing, not even the frogs in the swamp croaking. I look at him and I said that's not good. But I'm still determined to clear this coop. We come up on it and he opens the door I clear it. Once again nothing. Now we are really confused and creeped out. So we head back towards the house. The whole time we are walking back we keep commenting on how quiet it is. I told him that the only time I have ever heard it like this before is when there is a big predator around. We get back to the house head upstairs and start talking about what just happened. Now we are operating under the assumption that this was a person that came onto the property and was possibly trying to steal something. So we are throwing theories back and forth of where they could have gone. Down the roads? Well we saw no car lights and did hear any footsteps running down the pavement so that's out. Across the main road? Not likely it's a hell of a drop. Across the side road? It's all swamp we would have heard splashing. Up the hill? All loose shale and thick brush should have heard noise. But the one thing that bothered us the most was the complete lack of wildlife sound. What around here would have quaced that? A solid hour we were talking about this and not coming any closer to an answer. At that time my buddy held up a finger and pointed out the window. The sounds were finally back. I did my research afterwards trying to come up with answer. Still don't have a solid one yet. But the closest one I got is Bigfoot. But at the same time I'm wondering why would Bigfoot screw with a car door not once but twice? Over many years, traveling to visit and work in many different countries, I've seen Sasquatch and Bigfoots many times, always, however, on the screen of some CCTV system or other. For whatever unknown reasons, nuclear installations, particularly those that are military ones, seem to have a peculiar interest for these creatures. Whether it be a civilian side or military installation, these beings are regularly seen trying to breach, and sometimes succeeding, the boundary walls and fences of these sites. I've been in many sites where an alarm will go up and a security breach is made. They've attempted to make it that most of these alerts are kind of benign. When some people see a keep out sign, it seems they have to try and defeat it. These bulks are easily picked up by security but in a very small number of cases, the trespasser will be a Bigfoot, sometimes more than one. I've watched them somehow get past two, sometimes three, barriers before a security squad will get to them. You often see them trying to get over a fence, electrified or not, but another oddity is that you won't ever see them get out. In the past 40 years I've either watched this on a TV screen or seen an entry in a log book some 30 plus times. While shocking to see, it's not frightening, simply because it's like a bit like watching a TV show. I watched it live twice in Canada at the nuclear power plant in Macy's Bay in New Brunswick, but it's happened across the world. When logged for security purposes, it's written as curious juveniles who ran away without gaining access and underlined. His most unnerving experience happened while hiking a trail in Wales on October 15, 2020. I always take part of every other day to do a 4-8 to eight mile hike on a mountain forest trail close to where I live. At my age 73, 
I nowadays drive about 5 miles on a minor road to an entrance point where I leave the car and then hike my way into the forest. It's a lot like the places I've hiked in Canada, although the mountain trail hike tops out at just 2,400 feet above sea level. It's a rough fairly steep track but that gives me a great workout. I had hiked my normal 4 miles in, sat on my usual large rock that I've stopped to sit on many times, pulled out my thermos, just about to pour my tea when I realized I wasn't alone. No more than 40 maybe 50 meters before me sat a very fit looking, very muscular guy who appeared to be doing some kind of exercise routine. He was between two trees with his back to me leaping quite high as if trying to touch the branches high up in the tree. He had done this about three to four times, getting a little higher each time. He made no sound other than making a huge noisy blast of breath each time he launched himself upwards. I suddenly realized there was something not quite right about what he was doing. With each leap he took, the upper part of his body seemed to become transparent, vanishing. I can clearly see the foliage where his upper body should be as he leapt with his arms stretch upward. Both arms, head, and chest, almost to his waist, became see-through. As I realized this is happening, I just thought to myself, how in the hell was he doing this trick? Then he suddenly stopped his jumping and turned to face me. He stared very intensely at me, a look that sent shivers down my spine. I don't know how long we looked at each other. It could have been 5 seconds but it could have been 5 minutes or 5 hours. It felt like forever. One thing I do know is that the stare seemed to be one of pure hatred yet. I couldn't take my eyes away. I can't be sure exactly what happened next. I think he took a few backward steps into the trees, still giving me this intense stare, and hid himself behind a tree. I think he hid from me because one minute he was there and the next he had gone. I could however see part of his body. The tree didn't cover him completely. I instantly thought Bigfoot, but, hell, man, this is Wales. We don't have these creatures here. Canada and many other places in the world, yes. My father-in-law told me of many strange things he encountered in his life, particularly in the west parts of Vancouver Island. I had no doubts whatsoever that what I was looking at was definitely a Bigfoot for sure. I'd seen these creatures many times and they're all a little different. Some are tall. Some are not so tall. Others, probably youngsters, are quite short relatively speaking. Some have red-brown coloring. Others have all kinds of color from dark cream through to black. The one thing they all have in common is their heavily muscled build. The things I noticed when he turned fully facing me staring right at me for those seconds were his build he was incredibly wide body with very heavily defined muscles in his legs, arms, chest, even his midrib his body would seem huge. I'd hate to even guess how wide his shoulders were and the fingers of his hand on his left arm were lower than his knee. The other arm was held outward touching a branch. As we stared at each other, I realized what I thought was a well-worn clothing, was fur or hair growing very thickly on the head, shoulders, but less thick on the rest of it. The main thought I had in my mind was how damned ugly he was and the look he gave me was one of pure evil, absolute total hatred. I also realized my whole body was shaking. 
A wave of sheer terror was making my body have dreadful tremors and worst of all, I dropped my cup as I tried to get off the stone, but I just could not for the life move a muscle. All I could think of was getting away from there. The more I tried to move, the worse the tremors became and I felt as weak as a child. I'd never seen one up close and personal in the flesh. I had no desire to stay. I was willing my body to get away from the place but I could not move a muscle. I suddenly started crying. I never felt such emotion in my life and there I was sat on a stone in the middle of a forest clearing sobbing my heart out. I couldn't cry hard enough. I felt totally hysterical and my sides hurt. I was putting all of my heart and soul into crying. Like a baby, I was crying so hard I felt like vomiting with the sheer effort to stop it. I haven't a clue how long I sobbed before I simply stopped. I wiped my eyes, got up from my rock seat, with no other thought in my mind other than I needed to get the hell out of there. As I stood up, I realized I wasn't the same spot where I originally stopped. I was on a rock for sure but the rock I got up from was about two and a half miles closer to the entrance track to the forest. That realization sent another wave of fear through me. I just needed to get back to where I parked and get myself back home. I got up from the rock easily enough, which was comforting in a way. I took no more than two steps when I realized my foot was hurting like hell because one of my shoes was off. I went back to the rock and looked. I found nothing. I also realized one of my socks too was missing. Not on the foot of my missing shoe but on my other foot, the one with my shoe still on. My mobile phone which was in my jacket pocket started receiving texts. As I walked as fast as I could with just one shoe, the damn phone kept making the same tune over and over. I was repeatedly receiving texts at a rate of knots. I pulled the phone out of my pocket and the first thing I noticed was these damn texts were overwhelming me. I expected the time to be a few minutes later than when I had sat down but from the time I originally sat down on the rock more than an hour and eight minutes had passed. My eyes were still too teary to even look at who I was getting all these damn texts from. I put it back in my pocket and continued hightailing it back to the car. I was still receiving text when I finally got to the car, got in, started and got away from that place. The sound of incoming texts continued until I was about half a mile from home. I drove home as fast as I dared, but probably no more than 20 miles per hour. I just couldn't bring myself to go any faster. My whole body was shaking. I ached in every bone of my body. I just had to keep blinking like crazy to keep my eyes clear. I got home, called my son who lives about 300 meters from me, made a cup of tea and felt totally out of it. The worst feeling I've ever had my entire life. I've worked in war zones, in some real dangerous places in the world, but the fear I felt and still do was totally overwhelming. My son arrived. He being the family expert on anything that remotely smells of conspiracy theories, whether they be Bigfoot through to government cover-ups. He told me I looked as if I'd seen a herd of ghosts all at once. He said I was more than pale. I was white. He noticed I was shaking badly as I tried to get the story up. He didn't dismiss anything I said, in fact he was going a bit over the top doing his detective work, 
firing more questions than I had answers for. I finally, after some time being grilled, remember the multiple texts I had and he hadn't looked yet and he snatched my phone from me and was absorbed in it for ages. Every time I asked who it was, he held his arm his arm up to stop me from talking. Finally he handed my phone back and once again I felt a fear that made me shake all over again. I became as scared as I had ever been since that creature began staring at me. Every single text I received, all 78 from them were welcome too. From different countries around the globe. The first one welcomed me to Ireland followed by Greenland, Canada, America, Japan. In total, 78 welcome texts from 26 countries. Canada welcomed me four times. The USA three times. Russia was 11. Georgia, Nigeria, Namibia, China, South Korea, Japan, Australia etc. All of them without exception were time stamped inside the same minute. My son, at this point, was probably as pale as me. The next thing that happened threw me even more, if it's possible. When I finally went to bed that night I undressed, threw my lone remaining shoe and sock in a waste box and realized my underpants were inside out and back to front. They followed my shoe and sock into the box pretty damn quick. They all went to the trash dump the next day. I didn't really know what to do. Should I see a doctor, call the police, at least do something? I didn't sleep a wink that night and the following day was as bad. I still, to this day, can't get the creature stare out of my head. I also hurt the top of my head to my toes where I'd walked in the gravel road back to the car. I'd cut my foot badly and my whole body felt like I'd played a game of hard rugby. I was equally as worried about the texts. My son suggested I contact my cell phone company house about them. Maybe they would have a reasonable explanation for them. I tried all ways to make copies of all texts I had. I looked on the internet to see if there was an easy way to do it but the optimum method seemed to be to screenshot each one separately. I tried but just seemed stupid doing one at a time and difficult to tell which order they came in. My son suggested I try the phone company. They're bound to have some way of helping preserve all these texts. I called them three days later explained what I wanted and asked very nicely if she could help. She said they would have records but not sure what they would include. She promised to get back to me as soon Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When is possible the solution of some kind? I did receive a call back the following day from a fellow this time and all he really wanted to know was if I wanted the records for a court case or any other legal reasons. I told him my phone had acted very strangely and I had a whole load of text and I wanted to keep a record of them. He asked a few questions, went through the whole security thing and he then asked me why I wanted them. 
He also mentioned that my phone appeared to misbehave and what did I think could happen with all those notifications that I thought was no real business of his. So I just said I was going to get my phone looked at and needed those particular records. He asked me for details of my phone, which I thought they would have had on record anyway, such as the serial number and other things. I got a bit uptight with him and said send the damn copies and a bill for me for the cost. He finally said he would print out the record forms for that entire day and I would get them in about 5 days at no charge. When I got up the following morning, my Samsung S7 phone was mysteriously factory reset. I wasn't able to get any of my data back. Not even my phone book and contacts, nothing. That has just about scared me as much as anything else. Is this even possible or is it pure coincidence that my phone reset itself? You can also guess that I never got any records of any kind from the phone company. My life right now is just about on hold. I've seen a psychologist twice whilst he has diagnosed me with PTSD. I don't think he believes a word of what I told him. He agrees I had some kind of traumatic experience. Just remembered an experience I had when I was around 12 years old, I'm 21 now, so it was quite a long time ago. I want to know if anyone else has had a similar one, I haven't been able to explain it to this day, it was definitely the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. It's also kind of out there, nobody believes me to this day. Also excuse any typos or anything like that, English is my second language. Anyway. This happened sometime in July 2013, I woke up at around 2 thirds AM and I couldn't fall back asleep. I started looking around my room, I was contemplating getting on my computer but was too lazy to actually get up so I just laid there until something caught my attention in the hallway. My door was slightly open, so I could see just a little bit. Before I tell you what I saw let me give you a quick picture of what my house looked like back then. When you exited my room there was this long hallway, in the middle of it to the left was the entrance to the kitchen and right in front of it to the right was the door to the bathroom. At the end of the hallway, back then, was the front door with a little window on top, so the moonlight kind of seeped in. It must have been a full moon or close to it because I could see that the hallway was decently lit. Anyway, what caught my attention was this small head peeking at me behind the slightly open door. It was really close to the ground. At first I didn't really think much of it and after a short while I thought to myself that it must be my dog. My dog is a Maltese, he's small and back then he used to sleep above my head on my pillow so I reached my hand up to see if he's there and sure enough he was sleeping there. That's when I got kind of confused. We didn't have any other animals in the house and I lived with my mom and my grandpa. Both of them were asleep and they sure wouldn't peek at me in the middle of the night on what seemed like all fours. So I quickly looked back at the door and I saw this thing hide behind the door. I don't know how long I laid there in shock but eventually I decided to get up and investigate, aka run to my mom's room. I quickly got up and ran to the light switch, turned the light on and fully opened the door and when I did I saw this thing's legs, it was entering the kitchen. It was on all fours and it didn't run, it seemed like it didn't even care about me as it was moving kind of slow like it was taking a casual walk. Its skin was grayish and it looked like it was dirty. It had these black spots on it, 
maybe dirt, I don't know. Its legs were skinny and lanky. Once again, I was paralyzed. I don't even know if I was scared at that moment, I think I was just shocked at what I was seeing. When it disappeared in the kitchen I ran to the bathroom and locked myself there. I didn't come out for a long time and when I did, nothing was there. Nobody woke up either, not even my dog, he always chases people when they run. I have no idea what it was, all I know is that I for sure wasn't dreaming, I'll never forget the feeling in my stomach when I saw this thing. Does anyone have any similar experiences? I had a really strange night a few years ago, and things have gotten worse. It all started with a late night trip with my brother and his friends. We left the house around 2 AM, dropped a friend off at their house to make room for my brother and I, and we left for Walmart. We grabbed some BBs for the airsoft guns and tried to buy some more spray paint, but because the 18-year-old friend had us minors with him, he was told he couldn't buy it. We then left for the skate park. We dicked around for a while, shot airsoft guns and skated around. The four of us then headed down a trail through the woods to an area called the bridge. The bridge was just a large spot under a back road that had a bridge built over a creek. The creek dried out, leaving a huge concrete spot for tons of people to tag and spray paint. The first ominous sign was the owl. We all saw it perched up in a tree, staring into our souls. It gave a loud screech and swapped over our heads. We all laughed about it and kept walking. We got to the bridge, and hung out for about 30 minutes we shot metal BBs at the wall to make sparks, and a some point lit up a small joint. I didn't smoke weed at the time and declined. That is how I know I can't chalk this up to being high. While we were there, I could swear I saw some kind of animal looking at me from the woods about 30 or 40 feet away. It was pitch black, but, it's like I could see its figure, highlighted by the moonlight. I thought nothing of it, it was late and I was tired. We started to head back. It had just become 3 AM and someone made a joke about witching hour. God I wish they would have shut up. On the way back we noticed a trail that they had never gone on before. We decided to walk down it. About halfway down the trail, we heard a noise. I stopped the group and pointed ahead. Three or four coyotes crossed ahead of us. I told everyone they weren't dangerous, but we should wait for them to cross. Then one more came out of the woods from the left, stopped to look at us. I stood there frozen, I thought maybe it was frightened. It moved into the ditch on the right, only to move back out on the road and stand up on its hind legs. We took off running. I was much slower than the rest, but Monterey brother grabbed my hand and dragged me along. I ran so hard my vision went dark and I saw something. A vison, and a name. Something in my mind that called itself goddess. We made it to the parking lot and jumped in the car. As we peeled away, I saw something in the tree line, about 50 feet to the left of the trail entrance, the opposite side of the trail than where the coyotes and what I hoped was a coyote were. A creature about 9 feet tall, antlers, and legs with knees that bent backwards. Its eyes reflected red as the headlights passed. I didn't tell anyone about it 
but I did tell my brother about, the goddess. I don't think that she was evil. I think she was protecting us from that thing in the forest. This story isn't even over. Next we went to this place downtown called the castle. We explored the castle just as the sky was turning from black to blue. It was about 5 AM. We climbed down into the basement through the broken floor and climbed up into some rooms closed off from the rest of the building. All cool stuff, but nothing abnormal, except for the feeling of being watched. A feeling I expected while exploring a destroyed church in the dark. We checked out the train track nearby and found an empty homeless camp. I headed back to the car as they took pictures by the large cliff with the train tracks at the bottom. We parked the car by this side of the church in a lot that was once the capel. Stone framing and parts of the rafters were still intact. That's when I saw them. I don't know how many, as I can't remember, I'll guess about four blue faces stared down at me from the rafters. The moved towards me and slowly formed bodies as they hovered 20 feet away and 10 feet in the air. Two and a half bodies frummed before I screamed and ran. Tall, pale blue skin, and long fingers. Alien-like heads and black unnatural eyes. I ran back to the group, I thought it weird, they weren't far away, but they never heard my screams. Come to think of it, I didn't hear them either, I just know I tried too, and felt the pain in my throat. My brother thought I was so freaked out because our mother was going to be mad at us for staying out too late. I told him that wasn't it, but couldn't bring myself to tell him what I saw. I've been haunted ever since. I see faces looking back at me from dark corners. Large creatures with undefined bodies and white faces like a mask stare at me from around corners and inside air vents. The more anxious or scared I get, the worse it gets. When I'm depressed it gets even worse. The doctors say it is depression and anxiety with a side effect of auditory and visual hallucinations, but it all started on that day. As for the goddess, I'll describe what she looked like. She was a tall woman. Nude golden skin and black tattoos all over her body. She had dragonfly wings and bronze hair, as well and yellow eyes. She told me her name many nights later, I heard it whisper in my ear. When I googled it, all I found was it is a misspelling of a traditional Indian name that means a goddess from Hindu mythology, Pavarti. The name was Isha, but it was pronounced Iasha but the voice. I don't know what is going on. Someone tell me the things I've seen.